0: We gather together, leaning on the everlasting arms. Be seated, church. Good Sunday morning to you, church. I love it. Just a few announcements to share with you. Tonight is a community Thanksgiving service at the Missionary Church at 6 o'clock, Bible study on Tuesday morning. Thanksgiving. Hanging of the greens will be next Sunday after worship uh, with a light lunch provided if you're able to stay and help. And then we are starting to gather stuffed animals uh, that will go to the hospitals on Christmas Day. Any announcements from any of you folks this morning? I don't know where
1: Where the clipboards and she's got them. Okay. Um, we're, last week we started signing up for our Christmas family, and um, we have some, still some items that need to be signed up for. The clipboards are, I'll grab one and we'll sp- just spread them around. Anyway, they're over there. Somewhere. Um, you sign up for what you're going to purchase, and then there's a tag you rip off One of them is your reminder tag. The other one says boy or girl, age, whatever. That's the one you stick on the present when you bring it in, and those are due on the 5th of December here at the church. I also have two envelopes to clip to each clipboard if you're more comfortable donating money. The money will be used to purchase either gifts that have been purchased or uh, go towards a gift card for groceries at Ben's. (laughs) So whatever you feel comfortable with um, is fine. If you have questions, you can see me afterwards. And thank you very much for your support.
0: Any other announcements? And there's going to be some special music.
2: At this beat, and you have rescued me, sing it out. Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave, life eternal, you have won the day. Shout it out, Jesus is alive. wash my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, forever I am changed. When I stand in that place, free at face to face I am yours Jesus you are mine endless joy and perfect peace earthly pain finally will cease celebrate Jesus is alive he's alive and oh happy day happy day You wash my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same,
3: forever I am
2: changed. day I'll never be the same
0: Young disciples.
4: Good morning. Hey, Kent. So, today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. That's the next holiday that is coming up. That's Thursday. Thanksgiving is a day of being thankful, right? So I want you all to think about something that you're thankful for. Can you tell me something you're thankful for? Family. Family. Family? Mm.
3: She reminds
4: me of Nancy Collins. Pets. pets. Kenzie said pets. Alright, so today is just going to be short and sweet, Um, I have made um, little blessing um, mixes and I'm just going to read this for you, so a blessing mix, bugles, this is what you're going to get, okay, all this stuff on this list, bugles, they're shaped like a cornucopia or a horn of plenty, a symbol of our nation's abundance. Pretzels, pretzels symbolize your arms folded in prayer. A freedom sought by those who founded our country. Candy corn, the sacrifices that the pilgrims first winter. Did you know that food was so scarce that the settlers survived on just five kernels of corn a day? That's all they could eat. Nuts or seeds, promises of a future harvest we will reap only if the seeds are planted and tended with diligence. M&M's, memories of those who have come before us to lead us into a blessed future. And Hershey Kisses, the love of family and friends that sweeten our lives. All right. Is anybody allergic to nuts? No? Okay. Okay. Give that to her. Then I have a little print out and then I'm going to read from the Bible where it tells us to be thankful. All right, the Bible reading today about being thankful is in 1 Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 5:18. And it says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. So he wants us to be thankful in big things and little things and everything that, everything that you do and everything that you receive are gifts from God. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for these children. Thank you for the families that bring them. Let us remember to thank you for the big things and all the little things, Lord. And let us all have a great Thanksgiving and a wonderful time together with our family and loved ones. Amen.
0: As, excuse me, as we share joys and concerns, uh, I want to lift up Grady to you this morning. Grady's not doing very well, and Amanda. and Amanda. They could both covet your prayers. Who else do we need to lift up to the throne of grace and pray for? Everybody else in the world is great. Karen?
4: If you would just continue prayers for Rex Webb. Um, he was in the hospital. He got moved to Yale um, for rehab, but he's back in the hospital. Um, he's, he just can't walk by himself, so he fell a few times at Metta Lodge, and he's back in the hospital if you just keep him and your family, and his family, in your prayers.
3: Um, I had a neighbor next door. Her name is Mary, and um, she moved away, but she's let me know that her brother is in the hospital with COVID. His name is Bob, and I don't know whether he's going to make it or not. He's been there quite a while. They thought he was going to die the day before yesterday, but she has asked for prayers.
1: I'd like to thank everyone for prayers and cards. Um, I'm coming along pretty good with my knee, and I especially want to thank Lonnie, because he has really gone above and beyond and has developed some great patience for his wife. <laughs> never
3: never for patience
1: for me. <laughs> I just really appreciate all your support and, and the healing that I've received.
0: Down front, Ken. Yep.
1: Uh, prayers are needed for the Muxlow family that lost Lee.
0: Would you say that again, please?
1: Prayers for the Muxlow family. They lost Lee Muxlow. Passed away. Um, and also prayers for um, the Matson family. Julie Matson is my. Um, um, Co-leader for the American Heritage Girls and her husband, they all came down with COVID and her husband's been in the ICU. Um, his name is Jim.
4: Should have said this earlier, but um, we would like prayers for Jerry Lynn Roberts. Yeah, she does have COVID. It's been pretty bad, um, but she's home, Right. She's home and is feeling better. And also, we have quite a few family members that have COVID um, and friends. So, and, and also, if you could just pray, I'm going to Jamaica in a few weeks. I'm just pray that I am able to go, because if we have COVID, we can't go.
0: If you have COVID, you can't come back. <laughs> just saying. Anyone else? Let's talk to the Father. Well, it appears that the author of confusion is at it again, Father. Lord, I lift Grady up to you and Amanda. Lift up the Muxlow family. Lift up Rex. Different names mentioned with folks struggling with the COVID. Lift up Cousin Greg, and we thank you for the progress. In all things, give praise and thanks. I've heard that before. In the good times and the bad times, in the easy days, we give you praise and thanks. Lord, that our educators may get a break over Thanksgiving. We lift up our first responders and our nurses and all those who work in care facilities. Thank you for something like a warm pair of gloves on a cold Thank you. We live in a land of abundance, where our cup overflows with your goodness. Thank you for those special surprises on Sunday mornings. Lord I ask a blessing upon tonight's community service this is good stuff Father Lord hear us as we pray your prayer as we pray our Father ushers if you would gather please stand here so we don't fall <laughs> father thank you thank you for the season of thanksgiving but it's more than one day a week it should be every day of the year Bo says amen we thank you for that father father help us to be a light in the community where you set us be it in our workplace, in our home, even in our church. May they see Jesus through us. Father, that you might touch the offering this morning, bless the tithes and the gifts. Allow us to be your church. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Time for Junior Church. If anyone in the sanctuary knows a family that could use a turkey for Thanksgiving. If you'd get with me, please. I think we have like six turkeys that have been donated for folks that may need a turkey. Hebrews 5. Starting with verse 1. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God to offer gifts, sacrifice for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray, since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has, this is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins, as well as the sins of the people. And no one takes his honor on himself, but he receives it when he's called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son, today I have become your father. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who had saved him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once he made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, and was designated by God to be the high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need to be someone to teach you elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still indifferent, is not acquainted to the teachings about righteousness but solid food for the future, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Were you, were you, were you tricking me? Were, were the letters getting bigger and smaller? No? I wouldn't do that. Yes, you would. Good. It's good. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> Christ keeps me on my toes. Back to basics. That's what it's entitled, right? Can I tell you a funny story, real quick? Can I tell you a real funny story, real quick? Sure. Thank you. I went to the hearing aid doctor this week, and he's telling me about the story about this fella who was there before I was, and he's got hearing aids more expensive than mine, but they don't work. So, Doctor Tom's examining the hearing aids. And for those of you who have hearing aids, mine have little antennas that hang out of your ear. Any of you have those? You wouldn't tell me if you did. But Do you? Okay. So when Dr. Tom went to examine the hearing aids, see the guy trims his beard every day. You following me? <laughs> he trims his beard. But he had cut off the antennas on his hearing aids and didn't realize it. When you do something like that, you have to replace them yourself. So there is a free pair of hearing aids left on Dr. Tom's desk. They just don't have antennas. I thought that was pretty funny. Back to the basics. Why do you come to church? good question for you. Some of you have been coming here a long, long time. Anybody want to share with the congregation this morning why you come to church? Let them bring you the microphone. I come to get
3: recharged and for the fellowship and to learn more about Christ. And I was telling somebody this morning, where would I rather be? And where should I be?
0: And may I ask you, what do you need to be recharged for? You would do that one I would.
3: <laughs> well, so you, so you can keep doing what you should do all through the week and for the rest of my life just in case I slide back or something.
0: Okay. Who else? Only one, only one person in the sanctuary knows why they come to church. Here we go.
1: I come because I was called and God has, uh, this is my home. Uh, where else would I be?
0: What do, you, what do you mean you were called? Phyllis called you up and said you should come to our church or?
1: Yeah, I had a telephone call said,
0: so no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just. It's a
1: long story, I will tell you later.
0: It's a good start. Anybody else? In Mark's gospel.
4: Apparently I'm searching for something that I need.
0: You're searching for something that you need. Me too. Told me to come. The Lord told you to come? Clarence, Clarence told you to come. Okay. So you were invited. And you yeah. came. Yeah. Okay, Clarence has gone on to perfection. Yes. But you still come. Yes, I do. Okay. I thought... Well, mine's a long story too, Kate, but I'm going to just share a little bit of it. A supervisor in the Croswell Lexington School District long time ago. And I got fired because I was a drunk and a drug addict. Preacher came by our house. For some reason Karen let him in. When you are not living on that side of righteousness, the last person you want to see is the preacher coming into your house, my opinion. And I thought, well, if I just keep drinking in front of him, he'll quit coming around. If I knew he was coming, I'm being honest and I tell you this, I'd snort some cocaine and drink some Jack Daniels just to prepare myself for when the preacher come in. Because I really didn't want to hear what he had to say. But he didn't come in and start preaching to me. He just came in and wanted to know how you're doing. Is there anything we can do for you? No. But he kept coming back. I couldn't figure it out you know, I'm a throwaway kid my mom threw me away when I was little so I'm a throwaway kid I wasn't used to people wanting to know how I'm doing he kept coming around he would invite me to church I wouldn't go I had no desire to go I didn't want to go into the building and sit with those kind of people You, (laughs) us. And then one day I found myself on rock bottom. Couldn't get a job. Applied for 109 jobs. Couldn't get a job. remember around Thanksgiving, there's a knock on the door and a man brings two turkeys. That was very helpful at the time. But I decided I was going to fix it. Any of you ever decide you're going to fix the mess in your life by yourself? It doesn't work. Grabbed my shotgun. Car wouldn't start that day. Only God knows why. Got my shotgun, started walking down Howard Avenue in Croswell. I was going to go out to the school system, shoot the superintendent, and kill myself. There's an old boy from the church out in his yard raking leaves. And I was like, it was like a magnet right over to him. And I asked him, it's like two miles to the church, could you give me a ride? Or to the school, could you give me a ride? Yeah, I'll give you a ride. What, what are you doing with that shotgun? He says, well, I'm going to go kill the superintendent." and then I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah, I'll give you a ride. Pretty good guy, I thought. We pull out of his driveway and going through town. He says, it's okay if we stop at the church. I think you need to speak to the pastor. I said, this pastor has been coming to my house for months. I don't have anything to say to him. He says, well, let's just go talk to him okay so we get out and I grab my shotgun I, I carry it in with me we go in the pastor's office we talk for a little bit I excuse myself so I need to use the restroom it was my plan to leave because I could see I wasn't getting anywhere here so I grab my shotgun I started to leave and he says I thought you were going to the restroom I says I am So I go in the restroom and he follows me in there. What the heck is wrong with this guy? In the restroom of the Methodist Church in Croswell with the preacher in a headlock and me beating on the wall, he asked me if I wanted to talk to Jesus. He asked me if I wanted to meet Jesus. I wanted to be saved, and we prayed the sinner's prayer, and life's a whole lot different now. I come to church, well, it's sort of going to sound sort of funny since I'm the paid employee of the church, but before I became the pastor and after I got saved, I started going to church because I need Christ in my life. And since I am the pastor now, I need Christ in my life. It was 30-some degrees this week, and we're doing the food truck. This is where God's grace comes into play really big. We start two lines who come into one. You know how when you're on the freeway and all of a sudden the traffic stops for no apparent reason, and they're just trying to make one lane? Well... We're making one lane, and this little car gets here, and the window goes down, and this woman starts barking at me. I mean, she was barking. Why are we going into one lane when there's two lanes right now? And I tried to explain to her, ma'am, we only have space when we get here for one. And she just kept going on and on and on and on. You know why I need Jesus? You know why I come to church? I need to know more about this grace. I really do. Forgive me, Father. I I wanted to pull her through the window. I really did. We're freezing. I'm not dressed proper. That's my own fault. And she's screaming because we're coming into one line. This world that we live in, People are going to come at us from all different directions. And they're just going to try to ruin our day when they can. That's one of the reasons I need to be in church. I need to be in worship. I think you said it because I need to be more like Jesus. I need to learn more about Jesus. I need to act more like Jesus. Sometimes it works. (laughs) Honesty is sometimes it doesn't. You, you came over last Sunday and praised God for that. I, I, I wasn't then. I, I, got, I, I got COVID tested last Sunday afternoon by someone I think very highly of. I love Judy. I love her family. But when she stuck that swab up my nose, I wasn't loving her why I need church because I need to know how to love people like Jesus loves them unconditionally when they do something that offends you or makes you mad I'm telling you Bo you're right on it this morning buddy oh no no, no match no matchmaking at this age okay it's worth a try. In what was that? They're in church. <laughs> I know some folks that met their spouses in church. The importance of worship is that we can learn more about Christ and more about His love. Part of being in worship is being faithful to all aspects of the church, support its programs, support the ministry. And part of worship is being fruitful with the rest of the saints. In Genesis 14 and 20 speaks a little bit how Abraham tithed. He gave a tenth. He gave a tenth of all that he had to build God's kingdom. These are basic, simple things. Being part of worship. Being part of tithing. You can never outgive God. The importance of Bible study. I appreciate Lon and uh, the Bible study class downstairs on Sunday morning. Sometimes Lon can't make it to church. Sometimes we can't make it. And others have stepped forward to lead. Even though at times we don't feel like we're equipped to do that. God will equip you. He will equip you. The importance of prayer. See if we could just Accomplish these basic things. And prayer, for me, prayer is simple. It's just talking to God. I love that. If, if that bothers anybody this morning, I invite you to go over to the overflow room and close the door because that's just beautiful. Because we say, we say the life of the church is in our children, right? So when our children make a little bit of noise, we should appreciate that. You ever been in an old dead church where nobody spoke to you, nobody smiled, and you didn't know that people were really alive in the pews? Don't allow that to happen. From the youngest to the oldest, you have a purpose in God's house. I know some of you wish that you had vocals like that still. I know I do. Because there's days I just want to scream. I'm a morning person. Be it 2.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning... 7 o'clock in the morning. It's a great time to talk to the Father. There's no disturbance from the world. I invite you to find a place where you can commune with the Father. Uh, For me, it's it's a secret place. It's a place where the world can't get into it. It's a place where the noise around me won't affect it. For me and the Father, in in our time, it's a sacred place. He shows me areas in my life where I need to work on them, where I need to correct myself. And then I just, in Psalm 91 and one, I just want to abide in his presence. We're always under his protection. I think it was this week after, or maybe last week, after about three months, Cousin Greg sat up and he's taken off the ventilator. He's able to sit up in bed for 10 minutes. The doctors had told the family, he's gonna die, he's not gonna make it. It's not up to the doctors. It's not. The night before I had open heart surgery, they opened me up and they put my heart on a machine, and machines kept me alive. And the doctor said, I don't know if you're going to live through the surgery. It's not up to the doctors. It's when Jesus whispers your name. Some of you have been through some craziness and your families, and and your personal life with health issues. It's not over until it's over. When the master calls your name, when he says, come on to me, and I will give you rest. He's the one that has the last word. And it's pretty simple stuff, but in our humanness, we have so confused it in this world that we live in. So confused it. I watched a man get on his lawnmower and drive his lawnmower 20 minutes to be part of the food truck distribution. He just wanted to come and serve. It looked like he had just gotten off a snowmobile because it was cold and he was abundantly dressed and he just wanted to serve. But I've dealt with him many times in the last few months, and he's he's got some crazy demons. But he just wanted to come and serve. So even if you're struggling with stuff in your life, the Father still has a purpose for you in his church. And I'm not talking about the beautiful sanctuary and these magnificent stained glass windows. I'm talking about the church that's out the walls in this community that we're blessed with. There's a young man who, uh, God knows what you need when you need it. There's a young man named Nick Willer. Some of you guys know Nick. The last couple weeks, Nick has been on uh, Facebook Live, I believe it is, sharing a message, sharing God's word. I so needed to hear that. I so needed to hear what God had laid on his heart. Because there's, there's times it's overwhelming. And here we are getting close to Thanksgiving. Well, they're going to encourage you not to gather as your family anymore this year. Skip Thanksgiving. Skip Christmas. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask. Do all that stuff. And this is what this preacher is going to tell you. The devil's a liar. The devil is a liar. I choose faith over fear. When we first started this COVID crap, excuse me, Lord, this COVID stuff, put the blood of Jesus on the doorpost. I'm excited. We tested negative for COVID. Last Thanksgiving, Karen and I had COVID. You know what we had for Thanksgiving dinner? A bottle of Werner's and some ramen soup that tasted nasty. I'm having turkey and stuffing and potatoes and squash and baked beans and deviled eggs and gravy and cranberry sauce, and pecan pie, and pumpkin pie, and cherry pie, and apple pie. And after I take my nap, I'm going to get up and do it all over again. Because my God reigns, and he blesses us abundantly. And we need to quit living in this craziness that we live in. We need to live in the realm of the Holy One, God the Father, that will protect us. And So what? So what? If this is my last day on this earth, you know where I'm going? I do. I'm going to see Jesus face to face. And the banquet that he set up for us is far better than anything we've experienced on this earth. And it's basic. Worship, tithing, Bible study, prayer. Oh, here's a good one. This is the last one. Witnessing. When was the last time you gave your testimony to somebody? Everybody has a story. Some of you have been saved a long, long time. Some of you are, are, are new converts. Your story is just as important if you got saved 50 years ago or if you got saved last week. If you got saved last week. huh? I'll always remember this the time I spent with Kim's wife or Kim's husband before he died. All Ed wanted to do was, I want you to save me, Pastor. I can't save you, but I know who can. He accepted Christ. Just a few days later, Jesus whispered his name. And I know our sister still struggles, and she'll probably have that struggle for quite a while, as many of you have. But shouldn't we be rejoicing? Went to, I've done over 500 funerals in my 26 years of ministry. I've been to one funeral where Jerry McComb had died and his wife Karen was in the front row. And the whole time she was praising God. Jerry had suffered with cancer for years. And his body was worn out and beaten up, and he accepted Christ and he died. Great is his reward. We try to complicate it, but we don't have to. What are we singing, Elizabeth? God will take care of you, you, church. I invite you to the missionary church tonight to be part of the community thanksgiving I hope not <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know if it will be or not I don't know I don't know how their technology works could you be there well you can just take over their board then and make sure it's live <laughs> So you're invited to that. If we don't see you, you have a beautiful Thanksgiving. Give God the glory for all that he's done for us. God bless you, church, and may God bless America. Amen.